What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the comedy TV series, Miracle Workers, Dark Ages, and the movie, The Banker. But first, let's talk about Miracle Workers, Dark Ages. I talked about season one of Miracle Workers on a past podcast, so if you didn't hear that one, I definitely recommend you go back and do the Pop Culture Spotlight archives and hear that episode where I talked about season one. But if you didn't, it doesn't matter because Miracle Workers is a comedy anthology series. That means the main characters, Daniel Radcliffe and Geraldine Viswanathan, play different characters each and every season. Here's a quick synopsis for season two of Miracle Workers called Dark Ages. Prince Chauncey is the black sheep of a royal family that rules over a medieval village and he is trying to live up to his royal heritage when he befriends and falls for a smart peasant girl named Al. When it comes to comedy series in 2020, Miracle Workers Dark Ages is one of the few I've enjoyed. I mean, I do not like where comedy TV is in 2020, but Miracle Workers Dark Ages is really that type of satire comedy that I'm looking for. And one of the biggest reasons why is its star-studded cast. First, it stars Daniel Radcliffe as Prince Chauncey, and he is fantastic as a dim-witted prince. It's great to see him play comedic characters when, for an entire decade, he had to play the serious lead of a franchise in Harry Potter. I mean, since Harry Potter ended, Daniel Radcliffe has not played it safe. He has not played boring leading characters. He has played some interesting characters, and most of them have been comedic. He has a real knack for being a comedic actor. I also love that trope of the dim-witted prince and things. I remember seeing the movie Enchanted and loved the way James Marsden played the prince. That's what Radcliffe got to do in this series. He got to play that type of prince from Enchanted, that dim-witted guy who gets whenever he wants, when he wants it, because he's from a royal family. The other lead of the show is Geraldine Viswanathan, who you might know from the hit comedy movie Blockers. Her role in the series is a lot like it was in season one. In both seasons of the show, she plays these smart characters who are the moral center of the show. She also has great chemistry with Dan. Daniel Radcliffe. And like all good comedies, this one has a tremendous supporting cast. Steve Buscemi, Karen Sony, John Bass, and Lolly Adefo. Each and every one of those actors fits in with the series to a T, especially Steve Buscemi and Karen Sony. Steve Buscemi, we all know, has been great in Coen Brothers movies. He has a great comedic timing. He's also known for the Sandler movies. He he just fits in so well with the tone. And Karen Sony, who plays Lord Vexler, the best friend to Daniel Radcliffe's character. I have loved Karen Sony since I saw him in Deadpool. He was also great in Office Christmas Party. He is a really good, underrated comedic actor. There was also a newcomer added to the cast this season, Peter Serafinowicz. He is the perfect addition to the show as the ruthless King Cragnor. He's over the top, but it's hilarious. He has fantastic scenes with Daniel Radcliffe. He gets to play his overbearing father who doesn't think highly of his son. I mean, Peter just goes for it and it works in every single scene he's in in this series. It is hilarious. Now I want to talk about the creator of the series, comedic writer Simon Rich. I just think he's so underrated. He's one of those guys that just has a specific tone in everything that he does. Kind of like the Coen brothers or Wes Anderson, like a specific tone with it. When you're watching something like Miracle Workers, 
shows or his other TV series, Man Seeking Women, when you're watching them, you know it's Simon Rich. I mean, in his shows, he can touch on dark subjects by using odd absurdity and it makes everything feel silly and light. He knows how to touch on serious topics by using comedy. That's what a good comedic writer does. Uses comedy to touch on subjects that, if he wrote about seriously, they probably would fall flat. But because he uses humor, he uses absurdity, we can laugh and we can also relate to his work. The show's use of violence in the Dark Ages is also hilarious. Again, it's something that could be seen as dark, but because it's set in this show, it feels silly and light and comedic. There are two episodes in particular that I really enjoyed. There's one episode where Al becomes a doctor's assistant. I think that episode has so much good humor about what medicine was like back then. There's so many hilarious jokes. In the episode, she's working for a doctor who is an absolute fraud and has not figured out medicine. He's lying to the other villagers that he can cure them of their diseases. I just found this episode to be one of the funniest TV episodes I've ever seen. There's also a funny episode where Prince Chauncey gets a job because he wants to feel like a normal human person and not like royalty. And finally, there's an episode where Fred Armisen plays a washed up rock star who performs a concert. This is one of the funniest appearances guest stars I've seen in quite a while. Fred Armisen really brings it in this episode. This is like deadbeat guy who everyone wants to play their favorite songs, but he wants to play his original music that nobody likes. The crowd in the episode just wants to play his classic music that they all grew up and loved. I think at the heart of this silly comedy are two people trying to become independent and break away from their family legacies. Al is a character who doesn't want to stay in her small village and Chauncey is a royal prince who doesn't want to end up like his dad and be a ruthless ruler of the village. I also think the show is the perfect satire because it satirizes the class system, the difference between the wealthy and the poor family dynamics they nailed there's an episode about where they have harvest day which is kind of like their version of thanksgiving i mean this is the ultimate satire of what thanksgiving day is like in most families in the episode al gets into a political argument with her uncle so even though the series is set in a time where there's kings and princes and all that and it's set in the dark ages it can still satirize things and make them feel like it's about today we are still going through some of these struggles with the class system, family dynamics, and politics especially. I just think Miracle Workers Dark Ages is a fun and easy watch. It's a half-hour show. You're going to have a lot of laughs during that half hour. It's fast-paced. It's only 10 episodes a season. Go back and watch season one and then watch Dark Ages. You'll really enjoy the performances of Daniel Radcliffe and Geraldine Viswanathan. And at the end of it, you'll think to yourself, wow, this Simon Rich guy is one of the funny writers in comedy today. I definitely recommend you watch Miracle Workers Dark Ages. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Banker starring Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, and Nicholas Holt. Here's a quick synopsis. Two African-American businessmen in the 1950s and 60s, Bernard Garrett and Joe Morris, buy and sell real estate and two banks with the help of a white man named Matt Steiner who pretends to be the 
face of their operation and to get the free of them sell homes and give bank loans to ignored black families and businesses. The movie is based off a true story and I for one really like this movie. It was fun. It was kind of fast paced even though it was two hours. It felt like a fun watch and it was the first big movie from Apple TV+. Plus. More on that in a bit. But here are the things I really liked about this movie. First off is Anthony Mackie. He gives a great performance as Bernard. He's so believable playing someone smart. With this movie, Mackie proves he's more than just a supporting actor. He can be the lead of a very good movie. I mean, from what I know of Anthony Mackie or from movies like Gangster Squad and the Marvel movies where he plays Falcon, I think this is the next step for Anthony Mackie to be the lead of a movie. Yes, he has Samuel L. Jackson and Nicholas Holt in this movie too, but I think overall he gives the best performance in this movie and that's a good sign for his career as a leading man because I think he's going to get those chances moving forward. Now that Chris Evans is out of the MCU, Guess who has the Captain America mantle? That's Anthony Mackie. I think this guy has a chance to be a super movie star. He can be in these type of movies like The Banker, these serious dramas, and he can still be the lead of blockbusters. I mean, this guy has been on quite a run since The Hurt Locker. Then you have Samuel Jackson, who in this movie plays Joe Morris. Again, this is a great performance by Samuel Jackson. He gets to play a sharp, witty character who's wise. That's right up his alley. It's interesting to see Samuel L. Jackson take a break from those big blockbuster Marvel movies. He was also in Kong Skull Island. I mean, all you see Samuel L. Jackson in lately have been these blockbusters, but then he goes back to this kind of movie, and you're like, wow, he fits right in. And then you have one of my favorite actors in a key supporting role. Nicholas Holt plays Matt Steiner, and he's a complicated character in the movie. He wants to prove to Bernard and Joe that he's a good business man because he wants to be respected and make it out on his own and not feel like a fraud. You root for him and at the same time you feel bad for the character even when in the halfway through the movie, he makes a gigantic mistake. Director of the movie, George Nolfi, was able to make a fun and entertaining film out of a dramatic true story and he was able to fully utilize his free movie stars all of their performances work in this movie Mackie's Samuel Jackson's and Nicholas Holt that's how this movie works you get free movie stars who are at the top of their game and that's exactly what they are during this two-hour motion picture they are all on top of their game and they work together they all feel like they're in the same movie and that's not something that's easily done. I mean, in the movie, Anthony Mackie and Samuel Jackson have such good chemistry. You just want to hang out with them for two hours and have a good time. And that's exactly what they deliver. Even in a movie that's dramatic like this. I mean, the funniest and funnest scenes in the movie are is when Samuel Jackson is trying to teach Nicholas Holt's character how to golf so he can look like a respectable businessman. And there are scenes where Anthony Mackie is trying to teach Nicholas Holt's character math. I mean, that's what this movie is about is trying to make the Matt Steiner character look like and act like a believable owner of a bank. There's also a really powerful dramatic scene where Anthony Mackie gives a powerful speech on how everyone should be 
be able to chase the American dream. I mean, this is why movies about real people who we don't understand are fascinating. I would never know this story if it weren't for this movie. And yet this Bernard Garrett guy is pretty fascinating. He's a guy who became successful in the real estate and banking business and then risked it all to go back to his hometown and make a personal statement about the injustices of the bank system. That says a lot about him, the person. And the fact that I don't know him before seeing this movie is an injustice but the fact that I do know him are why movies like this should exist. His story should be way more well known than it is. It was like when I watched the imitation game and learned who Alan Turning was for the first time. These are people we should know more about. We should know the name Bernard Gary. I also find the arc of the character Matt Steiner to be fascinating. I mean Here's a guy who agrees to be the face of an organization without being the brains behind it. And then later on in the movie, he wants more of the credit and more control. And it's his mistake and his lack of experience that makes this operation go awry. But then at the end of the movie, he does get a little bit of a character redemption by helping out Bernard one last time. I mean, it's the interesting thing about this movie is that these three people are in it for three very different reasons. Bernard Garrett is in it to prove that he can be successful and to make a social statement. Joe Morris is involved to financially support Bernard's quest because he believes in him and Matt is involved to become successful financially. He is in it for the money. He is not in it for that righteous reason that the other two are. I mean, there's a scene in the movie where Samuel L. Jackson's character tells Anthony Maggie's character why are we going back to your hometown of Texas to buy a bank? You are rich. You are successful. You have proven your point. And Anthony Maggie he basically says he has to for his father and for his hometown and his people. He has to buy this bank. He has to risk his success. All in all, I thought this was a successful first movie for Apple TV Plus to make. They made a movie about real life drama and they used movie stars and Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, and Nicholas Holt. Most of the things I've watched on Apple TV Plus, I've enjoyed. The two TV series that I watched on there are two of the best shows I've watched in 2020 and I did a podcast on both so check out that I did a podcast on the series Dickinson on Apple TV Plus and the Apple TV Plus comedy series Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet I mean they have made quality TV shows and now they've made a quality movie and the best thing I can say about The Banker is that it feels like a movie that would be in movie theaters some of these streaming platforms a la Netflix and Amazon make these movies that feel like TV movies. This movie, The Banker, feels like a movie movie. It has an excellent plot that you care about, characters that invest that you invest in, and movie stars. This is a type of movie that makes you believe that Apple TV Plus can be a real contender in the streaming services and make what I believe could be a great movie. Visually, it looked tremendous. I also think their strategy of you 
using movie stars is working perfectly. I mean, their future slate of TV shows includes the show Defending Jacob, which stars Chris Evans. I am willing to invest any amount of time to watch something that stars Chris Evans. And the reason I invested in The Banker was because of Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, and Nicholas Holt. I still care about movie stars. And Apple TV Plus might not have been in the business about making TV shows and movies, but now that they are, it is all about putting movie stars and recognizable faces in your TV shows and your movies. So far, they have used Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Haley Steinfeld, Rob McElhaney, and now Anthony Mackie, Samuel Jackson, and Nicholas Holt to grab my attention. And it works because these are some of the biggest stars in the world. And like I said, they have a future show starring Chris Evans. And oh, by the way, their first great movie might be on the horizon. It's called On the Rocks. It's directed by the one, the only, Sofia Coppola. And it also stars Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. Remember when that Bill Murray, Sofia Coppola combination gave us the magnificent film that is Lost in Translation? I believe Apple TV Plus will make a great movie, and I think On the Rocks might be the first one coming. And the banker is any indication they're on their way. And not only are they investing in movie stars, they're also investing in really good directors. Take the director of The Banker, for instance. George Nolfi directed a really good movie that starred Matt Damon and Anthony Maggie called The Adjusting Borough and like I said, a movie called On the Rocks directed by Sofia Coppola. That's how you become a successful streaming service. Not just by the movie stars and the talent, but by the writers and the directors. I think so far Apple TV Plus have taken more risk with their TV shows like I think Dickinson and the show Mythic West Raven Banquet have been really different and unique. Like I think the Banker is a straightforward movie, even though it has great performances. I think it's a type of movie that I've seen before. Listen, I think The Banker is a really solid movie that I definitely recommend. But I think after you watch it, you'll go, yeah, I've seen that before. For Apple TV Plus to really be a dominant streaming service, it's going to have to deliver a movie like that of which we've never seen before. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting whether or not Apple TV Plus is known more for their TV shows or their movies. Right now I'm leaning towards their TV shows because I've really enjoyed the two shows I've watched on Apple TV+. Plus. I mean, I've done podcasts on them, but again, I'll say this one last time. If On the Rocks comes out and it delivers and it's a truly great Sofia Coppola movie, then there's no reason Apple TV+, Plus could not compete with Netflix and try to become one of those streaming services that win an Oscar. I mean, Amazon did it. Amazon was not in the movie-making business and then they made Manchester by the Sea. I mean, it only takes one great movie for you to become a great streaming service that can compete for Academy Awards. That's what Netflix has become, and that's what I think Apple TV Plus has the potential to become. I mean, I think The Banker is better than most Netflix movies, and I think that's the highest compliment I can give it. I mean, it's got really good performances from movie stars Anthony Mackie, Samuel Jackson, and Nicholas Holt, and it's about a guy in Bernard Garrett who we should all know his story. 
Perry. I definitely recommend you check out The Banker, starring Anthony Mackie, Samuel Jackson, and Nicholas Holt. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There will be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the comedy TV series Miracle Workers Dark Ages and the movie The Banker. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on two movies. Disney's Pixar's Onward, starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, and the sequel to Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) 